Tweeple. Wasabi. Some people say my voice is very calming. Other people accuse me of sounding like a man. I don't know if that's because I'm unedited and unbridled, feeling free to dominate the airwaves with my thoughts and opinions as though they were important, or I have a low voice and always like to end on a down note. That said, uh, welcome to EC Does It Podcast. A men and a women, a human too. Uh, This is episode number one. Uh, I don't know what day of quarantine it it is. Everyone's saying that we've been quarantined for two weeks. I know that I'm itching for a stand-up comedy workout, but since I can't scream and shout on a mic, I may as well help people get you through the night. And all I can say is, as an artist who has failed miserably financially a number of times while living life on the edge, you will get through this. Take it seriously, stay at home, and look to the folks that are talking about a general strike. I know a number of people are bringing us comfort right now. Uh, Some people like Biden, some people like Cuomo, but I, I feel the burn. I feel the burn so badly, and gladly would I recommend to you watching Bernie Sanders on his next live broadcast. At first, the first time I listened to one of Bernie's fireside chats in the tradition of FDR, I was a little unnerved and shell-shocked at how much practical sense he made, how pragmatic he was, how down-to-earth, consistent, and kind. It was a shocking experience after three years of Orange Julius, and I think that you will find it refreshing as well. Uh, It is much better than what Biden can do in his senile hell. And uh, this is one of the weirdest elections I have ever witnessed. Uh, America, pick your rapist. Rapist number one gouges his victim's eyes out after scarring their face and raping them. Rapist number two only scars their face. Which rapist will you pick? Oh, I'll take rapist number one. He has compassion. There you have it, folks. That's that's what the establishment is trying to sell us, one rapist over the other. But, you know, it is a lesser rapist. There are fewer complaints thus far uh, in the rapist's history. Uh, so, uh, as opposed to Orange Julius's over 40 complaints, Biden only has seven. I think that's not too bad, uh, you know, as far as rapeology goes. And uh, as a survivor, I have to tell you, I will never tell another woman that she should vote for a rapist. And I will never respect another woman 
that tells me I need to vote for a rapist. So there thou art. I don't know what kind of part the funny is going to play in this podcast, but I did want to do a podcast because I can't let my comedy club act out for free just because we're all quarantined. I've worked too hard on those jokes. Those jokes are for the folks that pay $30 and a two-drink minimum, not for the quarantine Jane and Joe Doe sitting at home pouring themselves a drink, looking for free entertainment because we're all on the brink of brokenness uh, and therefore wokeness. There's nothing like being broke to make you woke, my friends. Amen, a women, and a human. Mandela, how many Democratic candidates can you fit in a clown car, man? This has been one amazing wild toad ride. Like Tom Perez makes uh, makes the wild toad ride, Mr. Toad's wild ride in Disney World look like a child's uh, horseback ride. I don't know where I went with that. It's cool. Like uh, many people, I am chatting from my home with wine uh, because it's quarantine time and friends and family we know may die. And that is the very stark reality of it all. But there are positive, there is a positive and that is we are shaking up the nation and... In my revolution, I will have any cocktail except Molotov. So I'm having a little wine this evening and lifting a glass to our ancestors and loved ones and the people that we lost. Buttigieg has just disappeared. I haven't heard about Buttigieg in a long time. And uh, Gloomberg, the billionaire, he's just somewhere in the background shoving money around while they shove Biden on us like a bad blowjob in a Kentucky Derby parking lot, right? I mean, (laughs) who wants to vote for the mentally incapable guy? It's almost like they've decided Trump has won four years, but Bernie's making strides, man. Bernie's on The View tomorrow. Uh, Bernie's going to have a little coffee clatch. Uh, And if Bernie was in office right now, uh, we would be on top of this pandemic. I just want to say that uh, he is the systemic solution uh, to this illness. And people relax. Centrists, relax. If your friend has gotten you to listen to me this long, it's going to be a prosperous time. Just relax. Ignore all the old school socialists who have been screaming this solution for a while. Sure, they want to eat the rich, but they're, you know, they, that involves a special oven. They got to buy the equipment. It's not, they're not in a rush, my friends. Look, centrists, just, just relax. You need to relax and understand that this is going to be a nice thing. It's it's like America is getting its self-esteem equalized and it's ending its abusive relationship with itself by voting for Bernie. Everybody just needs to relax. The status quo will mostly be the status quo. Except the really po folk will simply have a place to live 
and be assured of health insurance. It's not a bad thing. Further, if we elect Bernie Sanders day one, weed is legal and the camps are closed. I can't tell you how relieved I am about that. You are talking with or listening to an old school stoner, hippie, grateful dead loving, punk rock, uh, delinquent by every measure of society. I have been treated like a criminal for my love of cannabis. And it turns out that it does medically treat anxiety, multiple sclerosis, etc. We still are not having a mature conversation about weed. And I do love the word weed because it makes you smile when you say it. Weed. And that's what it is. It grows everywhere. And, you know, when people say, how are we going to pay for it? They aren't looking at the Bernie Sanders in a holistic sense. He is shifting the economy and he is shifting the economy to an arts economy, to an agricultural economy, away from a defense economy and a violent economy uh, that preys on the poor. Uh, And that is a beautiful thing because weed itself is projected to bring in something like $129 billion and Bernie already has a $20 billion plan for urban uh, minority area communities uh, to get reparations for the drug war that raped their communities and took their dignity and their lives and their loved ones away. And that starts the day he is elected. So hell yeah, this stoner is down, Ming. This stoner is committed. Uh, And I want all of my fellow stoners to be committed too. Uh, Rise, tokes people, and vote for Bernie. Get the word out. I know a lot of you like to live off of the grid, but if there was ever one election where you registered, this would be the election. Everybody's owned by the medical industry, man. And everybody's afraid when the medical industry pulls out from their network commercials that they won't have other people to buy that airtime. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Weed. Weed can buy that airtime if it's legal. (laughs) I would much rather see commercials for my favorite strain of weed, strawberry cough. I mean, weed and cartoons go together uh, like uh, man and woman madly in love. That's just the facts. I mean, you know... And for that matter, moms make great stoners. Let's get the stigma off of moms. All of these white wine, benzo, liberal, loving women need to make some room and stop judging your cannabis mother, okay? Moms and, and weed go together hand in hand, just like a good marriage moms stoners know about what the cartoon what cool cartoons are they know what the snacks are kids need snacks kids need cool cartoons you know 
I mean, think about these things. These are very, very important correlations that I'm making here. Uh, Man, I'm tired of everyone saying that Bernie's angry. I believe Bernie's going to go on The View tomorrow and he's going to charm all of these people that thought he was terrible. He's just going to win Whoopi Goldberg right on over. I could be wrong. But, you know, I'm tired of people saying he's an angry man. If you put a piece of chalk in his moving finger and turned him around so that his back was facing you, you would see your favorite professor who took all of the notes in class for you. And all you have to do is write down what he's writing down to pass the test. He's just said the same lecture over and over for 30 years. So he sounds a little exasperated and would appreciate us notifying that he is someone to listen to. At least that's how I feel about it. Uh, I am very excited that we're moving in this direction. And it looked bleak for a while, but then this giant tsunami of natural disaster came. Uh, with the COVID-19, which is a criminal act, by the way. I don't... How can you... How can the president know about the virus in December, sell 18 tons of medical equipment to China in February, let people inside trade, and then turn around and go, oh, I don't know. No. This is not incompetence. This is not joking. This is criminality. It's high criminality. I've got this great evangelical friend, a men, a women, and a human, and she talks about this time in in our society, in the world, as being a time when the great behemoth is taken down, and the behemoth is this large animal, this large beast of an animal, and she, in her uh, interpretation of prophecy, it's tearing down the illusion that the uh, establishment has. It's, uh, It's no longer allowing celebrities to hypnotize you into a place of comfort so that you vote for the lesser rapist. Listen, Noam Chomsky is wrong. You don't vote for the lesser evil. You start a third party. You start voting for the lesser evil. That's evil's game. The devil's gonna be like, well, You can be on this level of hell with ten fires, or you can be on this level of hell that only has five fires. Oh, I'll take the level of hell with only five fires. Well, guess what? Those five fires are huge, and they're still fires. Feel the burn, people. Feel the burn. I wrote down all of these concepts that I wanted to share with people in this first podcast. I told people I would do it. And then I was like, oh, you're not prepared. Uh, you need you need to get, you know, notes and be Shakespearean and warm up your voice. Just just like uh, just like a procrastinator. I, I like the poem uh, I wrote years ago called uh, the great stagnate was always one to procrastinate. That's my homage to Shel Silverstein. But uh, welcome to quarantine. I am here with you. I am encouraging you not to despair, to be proactive, download the pattern for the mask uh, to sew, uh, find medical equipment, uh, 
feed the homeless, do your art, listen to the silence of the world, enjoy the birds in the morning without the planes ripping through. There's a lot of wonderful things to do and know that we're all in this together. We are all interwoven. Yeah. Uh, I happen to be quarantined with my parents right now. So uh, that's a great honor. Uh, and um, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> uh what what is the president doing? He is just a criminal, man. Just a criminal. I want to do some some Twitter shoutouts. Uh, I want to say hello to Bougie Gypsy and Rock Savior. Uh, there's some hefty lefties uh, that you can follow. Uh, Bougie's handle is B O U. G-I-E and then Gypsy J-Y-P-S-Y and uh, it might be Rock and Roll Savior it is Rock and Roll Savior Uh, go to R-O-C-K and R-O-L-L Savior Uh, those are my two hefty lefty shout outs this week Uh, I'm very politically active it's very difficult not to go down to the White House and protest, but I have ordered a hazmat suit. Uh, Andrew Yang, uh, what's up with him, man? The guy is just discovering that ice cream is, is popular. Are you following Yang's tweets? I don't think he did the math correctly. He says he did the math and endorsed Biden, but his wife has survived sexual assault, and now he's endorsing a rapist? What? What is up with that? Andrew Yang needs to reconsider it, find some balls, and join Team Bernie. That's all there is to it. Or, you know, he's laughable. Bernie's the only guy who is supporting UBI right now, promising everyone $2,000 a month, or, or fighting for that, advocating for two grand a month. And Yang's over here waiting for Biden to to say anything Biden just disappeared for six days like he was like oh I'm bugging out and going to my rich person shelter and hid in his bunker for six days and he was like oh I'll talk to the well I can't I can't get on the periscope or do Facebook live because I'm having my whole house wired for the internet no moss man that excuse is so antique yeah I mean, they're all connected to Anita Dunn, who's connected to Harvey Weinstein, who you can trace to Epstein. I don't want any of these people running the country. It's like a bohemoth organization of the ruling class that just thinks they're above the law. And I'm done with that. And I I tell you, if Bernie's not the nominee, I'm not going to vote Biden. I'm not going to tell anyone to vote for a rapist and you can't make me vote for an accused rapist with credible uh, testimony against them. And uh, this Tara Reid filed her complaint in 1993. She's been fighting to get this story out uh, for a while now. And uh, time's up. 
was embroiled in people that are working for the Biden campaign, and they buried it after Biden donated over $800,000 to the Time's Up campaign. So, you know, you follow the money, you get to the truth. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, the ancient Irish mantra is, oh, money, pod me wallet, oh, money, pod me wallet. And if we had democratic socialism, or as I like to call sustainable capitalism in this country, we wouldn't have to say that over and over and over again. I am tired of putting money above people, and I'm not good at math. I'm a natural-born socialist because I only know three categories. Not enough, enough, and plenty. And we have the ability to print plenty of money to bail out these businesses that should ultimately be failing because we tout capitalism as a market economy where businesses uh, prosper or fail. But when Boeing is flailing, they're like, oh, we've made weapons for you. Please bail out our giant bulbous albatross of an airplane business before you bail out the everyday Joe who votes for you. And they wind up giving away billions of dollars. After this pandemic, after we have seen people print out this kind of money for businesses, there is no excuse that we can't have Medicare for all. Which, by the way, will save us money. I trust the Harvard epidemiologists who will say we will save billions of dollars and climate change is coming so quickly that any worry regarding the bureaucracy of the medical insurance industry those paper pushers can just move right over and fill out all the forms about who cleaned up what forest what oil spill in the ocean and who saved which fish and what those fishes names are it, we have the opportunity for a utopia and we are looking elsewhere and that is sad we've seen too many dystopian movies uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you, if you aren't following me on Twitter I'm putting this out on Twitter so I'm assuming you know my Twitter handle but uh, it's E. Croydon, C-R-O-Y, because I'm a rebel, D-O-N, C-R-O-Y-D-O-N. And, um, yeah, man, I just wanted to take a little bit of time to say, you know, don't worry, be happy. I mean, you're either going to get sick or you're not. You need to prepare to be sick. You're either going to lose loved ones or you're not. You need to be prepared and grounded to the best of your ability, though we never are uh, when we are called to help people pass over. I wish everyone that is connected to this podcast right now to take a deep breath and vow that you will be there for your neighbor you will be there for yourself and you will be there for your family should you be called to serve and God bless the first responders or may quantum physics work in their favor I am of the sagely age where 
I don't care if it's God or quantum physics. It's all the same to me. May the doctrine of infinite flexibility be forever in the first responders' favor. We are heading into another two weeks of our ravaged country seeing the damage that has been done by a narcissistic sociopath in charge. And I'm tired of voting for the lesser of two narcissistic sociopaths. Aren't you? So, in conclusion, uh, you could watch my second movie I produced on Amazon Prime while you're locked up uh, without a dime more than what you're spending if you already have Amazon Prime. Our movie's called Underbelly Blues. I play Madame X, a Jewish mother dominatrix. I'm very proud of that part. I improvised it. And I produced the movie, uh, which is what I'm most proud of, is casting all my stand-up comedy friends from Los Angeles. And uh, it's always a miracle, especially when you're an independent movie maker, getting that movie in a can and getting it out to a distributor. I always wanted to come into the movie business making silly, stupid B-movies. And while they're getting better and better, and I'm getting closer to an A, this is definitely a B-movie that will take you away from the pandemic. It's a parody of Quentin Tarantino's work. Uh, Tony Tarantino, Quentin's father, does the intro to our movie. And I just think it's a groovy little piece of fluff. And that's what we need right now. We got Technicolor to make the color schemes pop. And our uh, sheroes um, take you on a wild romp. So with that, I'm going to stomp on out of here. We've come in at approximately... 26 26 26 minutes 26 seconds and I wish you the very best I will check in with you later easy does it